Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to BuzzFeed's The Library. Uh, it's a podcast with the same amount of beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, and that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Welcome to the first episode, everyone. <laughs> yes, that's right. So let me introduce you to our gorgeous panel that we have on the show today. First up, Eleanor Kagan. Hello. Hello. When you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, when you've watched all the seasons, which queen have you identified as? In my wildest dreams, I wish that I was a Raja, but I am 100% Jinx Monsoon. Ah, water off a duck's back. Water off a duck's back. Like, having a queen who is, like, very open about her insecurities, I was like, I feel really seen right now. I love that. And if you pass out during the show, we will know why. It's just a hint of that jinx narcolepsy, and it's not to be worried about. Plenty of people around to catch you should that happen. Turning (laughs) to Zachary Aris. Hello, Zachary. Hello. I'm here. I'm ready to slay the competition. I'm galvanized and focused. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Zachary, let me ask you. Yes. Who is your favorite queen of all time? I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm just going to say Miss Fame. Mm. I, of course, like we've seen her like on YouTube, we've seen her makeup tutorials, we know that she looks like she has this icy demeanor. And going into it, I was like, I hope she goes home first. (laughs) But seeing her in like Untucked and just the amount of like humility and vulnerability, she seems such a kind person. And post-show for season seven, she's one of the few girls from season seven that's like actually making an impact. She's been on like so many like major red carpets, so many huge fashion uh, channels. She was on like L. She's she's killing it and she's pretty. So. Did the love of chickens reveal like change? <laughs> oh my god, that was also, amazing. Also, her like literally like you have this like gorgeous model, but at the same time she can imitate chickens and she has a chicken tattoo. Like what a great person. Levels, layers, goals, yeah. goals. <laughs> I love that. And last but not least, Hayes Brown. Hello, Hayes. Hey, Rue. <laughs> you know, one of the things about Drag Race that is so fabulous are the queens we love to hate. Who do you consider your most problematic fave when it comes to Drag Race? Fifi O'Hara clearly <laughs> is the answer to Controversial that Controversial answer. <laughs> no, no. It, it's a, I, I think that Fifi is entertaining because of, A, how much we know about the, like, post-rap drama. Like, that is so intriguing to me. I love mm-hmm. court gossip. And <laughs> the fact that she spilled so much tea, but so much self-serving tea. Like, <laughs> she was so transparent in her trying to warp how she appeared on the show. I'm like, good on you. Good on you. But, I mean, that's the problematic side. The fave side is I do, I loved when she came back for All Stars 2 with this new drag cosplay mix. Uh, I, because I was I was really excited for Dax in the previous season, mm-hmm. who kind of flamed out early. Dax exclamation point! Like when when she came out with that storm get up, loved it. Yeah. But but seeing Fifi take it to the next level was really great to see. She is a nerd, and I'm glad that she's embracing that now. Uh, so that's why she's a problematic fave to me right now. Also, shout out to her 365 days of yes. drag on Instagram, mm-hmm. which were gorgeous. They really were. She Incredible. she clearly Incredible. is a talented like face artist yes yeah and she was the first one so far we've had like three different queens mention how much they cosplay it's been dax her and jay jolie Mm -hmm. and i feel like with jade and dax like they weren't around for a huge amount of time Mm -hmm. but even while they were there you never really saw it because they were always concerned with like doing this cosplay but worried about like copyright infringement Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but fifi just made it her own she took 
what was going on at conventions mm-hmm. and then just upped it into drag. It was incredible. Right. And I loved it. She did like her own like original character fan mm-hmm. fiction basically mm-hmm. of drag, which was great to see. Like was that blue alien thing that yes. she wore yes. an actual character? No. But does it count as cosplay? Yeah, I think so. But I'm really excited that we are in the era of a new season mm. of yes. Drag Race. Yes. Yeah, you know, I it's always hard. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I always feel like the first episode of Drag Race is hard because everyone is trying to be the biggest and the boldest and get the most screen time and be the funniest and really establish their personalities. And it's hard to really get, you know, a, a read on all the queens. I mean, Hayes, what was sort of your overall feeling about this new crop of girls we have this year? Oh, man. So uh, first I want to point out, by saying, I am a relatively new Drag Race fan. Uh, Welcome. Only, I know this is only like my third full season that I'm watching, including All Stars 2. I've watched like all of them in over the course of the last year. Oh, so That sounds like you've had an amazing year. It's been a great year, guys. <laughs> um, but for this one, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's really hard to get a, a real feel for them. But I get the sense that no one has re- really like wowed me to the point that I'm like, they are a clear standout winner. There are quite a few filler queens. Mm-hmm. And I, but. Why well, you got to talk about Kimora like that? <laughs> I was going to say, can I, we name names, please? Clearly. Com- them, I, I like Pheromone. She seems really honest for some yeah. reason to me. Like, uh, but I was referring specifically to James Mansfield, who is... Yeah. Oh, I know. We'll get to... There's going to be a whole segment on her. We'll get to James. We'll get but, to James. But, I, but everyone is also willing to read the hell out of each other, it seems. So I'm expecting a season where maybe the talent level is not so high, but charisma, uniqueness, and nerve are going to be way up there. I expect <laughs> it's going to be a really entertaining season, no matter how good the actual drag on stage is. Totally. I mean, hey, speaking of like the mean, I was shocked at how hot Eureka came in in terms of reading the other girls. I mean, what was your, yeah, what was your feeling? Really, though. I I think that um, Eureka has seen how big girls get ahead in the past on this show, and that is by being that loud, vivacious, I'm going to cut you. Mean. Mean. Mean queen. And I, 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 but here's the thing. I think she's good at it. I like it. I want to see more. She's very quick. True. She's she very is, quick on she the She is uptake. sharp. I mean, some of her lines were definitely, I have been working on these for months ever since I knew that I, there was a chance going to show her to be Eureka me. like the vacuum. But can you blame her? You're going on season nine of Drag Race. Like, you're going to prepare. Oh, right. Like, sure. everyone should have been at that level. But with her, it was a little apparent. But then she started firing them off, too. Like, the clear off-the-cuff ones. You kind of have to, like, when you're going on a Drag Race, you kind of, nowadays, they realize you have to go in there with those sound bites. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, right. you know, I need to have a catchphrase. Bob went in there, clearly. And it was, like, purse first. That was going to be her thing. Sold. <laughs> but I think with Eureka, the problem that I have with her is that, like, she's like a combination of... Not to just reduce her to only referencing her to big girls, but mm-hmm. it's like Ginger and Darian. Mm-hmm. Yes, and totally. The thing is, is like if we look at all of the big girls throughout all the seasons, there haven't been enough, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Clearly, mm-hmm. There's always either one or none, mm-hmm. as we saw in season eight. But it's like the most successful big girl period from Drag Race has been Latrice. Latrice, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's the only nice like big girl, like Darian has been pretty mean. She was mean to Ben. Right. Roxy has been was extremely mean to, to Jinx. Look what happened. They, Hashtag they, everyone. You know. First of all, I'm I'm obsessed Delta with you lumping Roxy in as a big girl. She would kill you, but I love it. She, she, oh my she god, she's still rep for the thick and juicy. She <laughs> oh Roxy. <laughs> 
Uh, there's a problematic fave for you, Jesus. Oh <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if I wonder how much of that like is and like not to sound like Fifi O'Hara, but how much of that is in the edit? Mm. True. Like, d- is that is it like a defensiveness that they're coming in with, and then that gets edited into like mm. the sort of villain role? Mm. I don't know. I don't know I you because have to be. If you think girl. about it, if you think about it, I mean, even, you know, Bianca came in with barbs and they never seemed mean, you know, and Eureka's for some reason, maybe it's the way she's deploying them. Maybe they're coming from it like a less comedy queen way. But honestly, I would rather listen to Eureka all day than watch James Manfield and that freaking puppet for like Ooh. another oh. second. It was so tired. It was so sad. I was not a fan of him or the puppet. Can we just start reading her now? Yeah, the, li- the library is now open. And so, yeah. I mean, listen, if she can stay awake long enough to hear what you have to say, then yes, I support it. Well, go ahead. What is your feeling on James? I just think that she's out of her depth. I mean, I hear that her YouTube videos are great, but she's so timid. And I think that with her the level of drag that she showed in episode one, if she does not step it up and fast, she is out the door yeah. immediately because given what we saw can you imagine her lip syncing for her life no precisely no. i would rather no. see her puppet lip sync than her <laughs> With, without her just on yes, the ground just, the <laughs> just just lying there it could be animated yes um i, I feel I like i'm i'm going to be the odd person out <gasps> so i feel like she's getting the same edit that jinx monsoon got Mm. because think about it so when the girls walk in the producers tell them walk in and then kind of pose for like 15 seconds so we can get b-roll where people talk Mm -hmm, over you and mm -hmm. you say like what your name and stuff and so she was doing her b-roll and rather than cut to her being like hi my name's james mansfield i'm a tejano from like milwaukee blah 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 Mm -hmm. instead it was like people reacting to her be like oh she's so weird Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the same thing that happened with uh sharon and jinx Ooh, and Here's the thing. I don't know if you guys watched the um, the RuPaul Drives little mini clips. No, did not. Logo. not. Some of them. Yeah. So RuPaul did like RuPaul Drives so-and-so. And she would drive like actual celebrities. And this was before James Corden. So, I mean, another example of people stealing from like gay black men. Yes. But <laughs> she she did one this season with all the queens. And in it. James. OK. I think James is funny. I think she is super quick with the retorts. Her wig was riding really, really far back in the video, and I don't know why no one told her to pull it forward. So that was mean on Rue's part. But I don't know. I think I think that James could either go home first or she could make top five. Amazing. But not in between. Right. Very interesting. Like, her fashion needs help. Her makeup needs help. But her YouTube videos, mm-hmm. like, they are getting, like, good good number of views for being, like, kind of a throwaway queen, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But also, like, she has videos on like drag race history how to like sew how to do wig styling like yeah, that was know. something that she said in untucked was oh, if the right, first yeah. challenge was a sewing challenge right. i would sew everybody under the table that's right and I, I i see that she tried to be different in the gaga runway challenge where she was the only one who like came out and tried to make a comedy bit of it mm-hmm. but that tells me that she can't like she's maybe not as good as the other queens at like reading the room and mm-hmm. knowing your audience because you have lady gaga which we haven't even talked about yet but oh we God. will we'll have we'll talk about gaga we, like you have Lady Gaga sitting in front of you and the judges. It's your first time on the runway. Um, is this the best 
moment to go out on a limb and like be sort of like sleepy goofy gaga when everyone else is giving you literally the fiercest gaga they could muster especially because there was no context there was no reason Mm -hmm. to be sleepy gaga yeah like at all there was no i i if there was a joke in there it was so buried under her unsureness that it did not shine through at all yeah but they did they did make a the producers did make a point to include in Untucked the moment where Charlie asks mm-hmm. James, like, oh, why aren't you talking? Mm-hmm. Are you insecure? So you're right, um, Zachary, in that they're, like, setting that up as a as a yeah, character arc. That could be that could be definitely a storyline. She has a really developed character mm-hmm. as a drag uh, performer. But in terms of, like, her standing next to some of these more, like, polished, mm-hmm. big personalities, high fashion, it could be really problematic for her. If... If in this episode, if someone was going home, it would have been her. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Jared, who well, are you yeah. Who are you looking at this season? Who's who's standing out for you? Well, you know, there's a few. Like, I really love Nina Bonina. I thought Shea Coulee was great. But uh. honestly, the one that really jumped out for me, crazily enough, was Valentina. Yeah. Yes. When, when Valentina said she'd been doing drag for 10 months and then served up three of the best looks mm-hmm. of the day. Yeah. For sure. I was like, well, listen, I mean, maybe it's not all about experience. I thought she was fun. I thought she brought variety. I liked her personality. Mm-hmm. I loved her little her little French beret and confessional. <laughs> like, Great eyebrows. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of here for all of it. Mm-hmm. Why did she not wind up in the top three? The top three was um, after the yeah. rep, your, rep Your Hometown Challenge and the Serve Your Best you mean, Gaga right. Look Challenge. It yeah. was Eureka, uh, Sasha Velour, and, and Nina Bonina. Good point. Because I, where was Valentina? I would totally have swapped Eureka out for Valentina yeah. because I Agreed. hated her hometown look. The domestic abuse angle of it, uh, it was I was not, so not cute. about that. It was not cute. I was not a fan. I think that the right person won, though. Let's be honest. Yep. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about the makeup a little bit because not only Nina Bonina's makeup, but I think some of our girls are suffering in HD and we're sort of unaware that that's how the show would be broadcast this year. I mean, listen, she seems fun, but Aja has some problems in the lipstick face area. What is happening there? Aja is, I think she's from Bed-Stuy. She performs in like tiny little clubs, like... Give her soft lighting and like twenty <laughs> feet, and Aja's so she, great. Well, I mean, she's so young. She's like she's one of the youngest contestants with mm-hmm. Farah. The youngest, twenty-two, yeah. and like wow. the makeup. It's a choice. What were you gonna say, Jarrett? Choices. No, I, I just I feel like they all need like season one Vaseline lenses. This right <laughs> now, it's not. It's I mean, it's tough. It is tough. But Nina Bonina Brown makeup. I mean. Here's my question though. That was that mouse look stunning. The peach stunning. Is that something you really think she's going to be able to pull out and do every single week or does that get as Michelle would say like is that tired? Is that resting on a gimmick? I I fear that you might be right on that because here's the thing. One thing that we don't take into account often is how long these queens have to prepare. Like they know the looks they're going to be busting out before they get to the show. Yeah. Like it's very rare that they're like throwing something together last minute. So she's had time to prepare a different makeup look and practice mm-hmm. it in theory for each challenge. So it she could have one ready to go. Will it get boring? Ah, uh, entirely possible. I mean, that's my thing. Like, because that is, you know, that is powerful and memorable when you walk into the workroom like that, when you do something on the the pseudo main stage like that. But I mean, if we're watching that for 14 weeks, it's going to be like a little, we expect this now, you know, it's sort of what happened 
with a couple of the other queens in past seasons when they had something they relied on. It was like we knew what was coming. Bianca's dress. Yeah. I mean, and hair. Yeah, and the hair. Yeah. All of it. I mean, Derek Barry, you know, like we knew you were going to have a swimsuit with like a sheer cape attached to it <laughs> in some way. I mean, um, um, the thing that I'll be looking out for is like how, like, Yes, she'll do amazing faces, but will she be like a kimchi in that she right. can mix it up and do different yes. styles or will it be like cartoon face every time? Well, that's the thing. Like kimchi was, in my opinion, like such artistry, so next level. And I worry also that Nina's makeup isn't as refined. And I don't know if it's supposed to be, you know, yeah. I, I think that that might be what it's supposed to look like. But like there was I think there's such a huge difference between what kimchi was doing and what Nina is doing. Yeah, I think I think with with Nina, she's very painterly in the way that she applies her makeup. And it it, it kind of reminds me of something that Dax said to um to Violet Chachki that Violet Chachki then said in some video that was like um Dax was Violet's drag mom and Violet Violet like told this story about Dax taught her you know, when she was younger, that when you're when you're doing your makeup and when you're painting, you're not trying to look like a woman, but rather you're trying to look like an illustration or a drawing of a woman. Mm. And I think like looking at at Nina, it it very much so looks like some like Roy Lichtenstein like mm-hmm. like crazy paint job. And I think it could it could go far. What I will say about Nina, though, I mean, you know, we're living in the future now, so we know the look that she did on mm. the season nine um, premiere. Yeah, we can know you that describe look. that? Um, mm. She described it, quote unquote, as Harambe's side chick. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the rest of, like, the entire community of North America <laughs> described it as a series of ellipses and just not... And, and eyeball emojis. Like, what... What what do we do? What are we saying? I don't. I mm. has that been her? Has that been her one faltering moment, or have there been others? With Nina, yeah, ah, that's the thing. If if I didn't know that that happened, and I saw Nina's performance, episode one plus the the like tear jerking like story that she had in Untucked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like you know with her depression of living at home, I would have been like, oh, done. I'm going to like throw away all my other winners. You're the winner for this season. Yes. But I'm curious to see what this timeline is going to be. Mm -hmm. There have been some things that have been alluded to in the run-up to this season that I'm so excited to see how they play out. There was a clip, right, of Mm -hmm. someone who like really pissed Rue off and they get into some like argument or screaming match and then Rue is like, decompressing backstage like there is definitely going to be some high drama this season i'm excited i'm so excited i'm excited um well let let me ask you guys you know one of the things we're talking about are these backstories and people's which is one of the things i love about drag race the most you know the way that they you really get to know these contestants and i felt like the presence of gaga actually brought a lot of that out you know you had you had James in the in the workroom really get not James Eureka getting mm-hmm. really really emotional. You had some of the girls backstage in Untucked getting really emotional. What did you think about Gaga as a mentor and a guest judge? The best ever. Yes. Can we all get notes from Gaga? I want right? her to all tell me what time. I'm doing wrong in my life, but also so right? gently. 
be my drag mom. Yes. Forever. Yeah. She in that suit too. Can I just oh say God. how much she <sighs> slayed Genius. the executive look. Genius. My God. It's flawless. It, what I loved about this is how seriously she took the entire yes. experience. Yes. She, was she came with notes. She came with notes. She was like, these people are on the show because this is their art. This is what they do. This is their identity. And I see that and I take that seriously. This is not a game. I mean, like, yes, we have fun and it's a competition, but like you are laying yourself on the line and I'm going to take that really seriously and come back to you with like love and notes because I want you to do better. I want to like take what you're doing and teach you how to elevate it. She like, yeah, she really wants them all to improve. I mean, she had that great moment in Untucked where she talked about what gay men have meant to her career and her life. And, you know, drag in particular has been so essential to her career, frankly. And so I thought it was nice that she acknowledged sort of the awkward double-edged sword of her not being a gay woman, but, you know, really in so many ways speaking for gay people or giving them a voice. You know, I thought that was nice of her to sort of pay it forward or really own up to her relationship with the gay community in Untucked. Especially because she's been criticized about that in the past. Exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. a strong moment of allyship, I felt mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked that Eureka was on point. If Eureka wasn't reading everyone, I'd be absolutely in love with her, how she broke yeah. down. I was like, Eureka was literally t- saying what so many other like gay men were feeling. And it was, it was incredible. I would have, I would have cried. I would have bawled, yeah. like my lashes would be falling off. <laughs> so every one of them fanning their eyes yep. frantically, desperately trying not to cry off every ounce of their makeup when they realized it was her. And it was lovely. It was so mm-hmm. great. I, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty boss, though, to be a performer whose you know, career could not only inspire an entire challenge, but like they barely even, it was barely the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we had 13 looks. We could have had 1,300 looks, I feel like, walk that main stage. Uh, guys, what were some of your favorite Gaga pieces that the contestants brought out? I really enjoyed Aja's like completely formless one. The come de garçon. Yeah. The come de, oh, the come de yeah. garçon. It 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 was so against type for her. It seemed mm-hmm. like yeah, like no uh, leg, like. Just the fact that she uh, chose to swallow up her very small body on purpose that time, unlike the, uh, un- unlike uh, what's her face with the reveal of oh, pheromone, pheromone with the with Alejandra the, video, yeah, with yeah. the reveal that went nowhere. That was Ugh. that time. The the come de garçon was a choice, and I really enjoyed right. that choice. Something that I love that Gaga did on the runway was like offer a little bit of context for each look and like mm-hmm. what she was feeling at the moment where she wore it or who she worked with. And for that specific one, I loved the story. She was like, "Everyone was on me about my body. I knew the archive, so I called come de garçon, asked if we could wear it, if we could wear it." <laughs> and I was like, just like, "This is your life, team. Gaga." Mm-hmm. And that was such a good piece for Aja, who had spent the entire workroom annoying people talking about going into private collections and having furs that were <laughs> hand dyed. So that's it a good perfectly. point. So on the subject of what, like bringing up Aja mm-hmm. and bringing up Farah, the two big questions I had with this yeah. episode, and I feel like I'm in the twilight seat, like twilight zone, but why didn't Aja wear the kimono? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. B, what happened? B did Farah get a workstation? like we just spent 30 seconds of her crying in the workroom about the workstation but we'll never know we'll never know we'll we'll know next episode when we figure out are there two people without workstations now 
Oh. There were, and like, Jared, this was to your point earlier where like, you have to cover so much in the first episode and like, storylines are started and they, like, you don't really get to go deep into that many characters. There's also this whole thing that kind of came up and never went anywhere about how Charlie supposedly has like, a really like, ribald sense of humor that like. With her blackface. Did she do wait, 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 time out. wait, 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 wait. If you, if you can Google it, um, Charlie Hydes has in one of her many characters that she does, there's one in blackface. <laughs> and she like, for radio, listen- for radio listeners, uh, Hayes Brown is a black man. Originally, before I saw Nina's like. Chimp face. Interesting look. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that Rue's like, like breakdown over, what was it, like Snapchat or something? Mm-hmm. I thought that that comment was when she might have confronted Charlie about it. Oh. So do you think, do you think, I don't remember who said it in their confessional. Oh, I think it was Peppermint Mm -hmm. said that Charlie has like that tough personality. Do you think that's like the producers sort of winking and tipping that Charlie's the one who gets in that fight later in the season, just laying that groundwork real early? Definitely, because I mean, Charlie's videos do have a good amount of views. One of her videos is viral. In a way, it has like a million. But is, is that the one that caused Lana Del Rey to call him an asshole yeah. or whatever he yeah. said in the show? Yeah, it's okay. like Lana Del Rey reacts to stuff. Um, oh god. I, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just me. I don't understand British humor and timing, so right. I don't really I don't find Charlie that funny. Yeah. But that's a thing. Like, I mean, she's fifty one, fifty two. She looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. But. Mm, I don't know. Some... She's not going to go far. I'm no. going to call it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's hard because you also have to want, I mean, Rue is smart and can read how the audience will react to certain people, which is why I believe with no proof that she set up that double uh, elimination last year, you know, yeah. for uh, our, our problematic fave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she knew that the audience would want to see that. And right. so I think, if that's the case with Charlie, Rue is well aware in creating some sort of situation that will feel like a vindication in some way. I will say, though, that I loved Charlie's Gaga look. Oh, um, that that McQueen lace was gorgeous. It was amazing. Well, okay, here's my question. I think, Zachary, were you the one who said that they know what the challenges are before they oh, come? Yeah. So like, so like, how, explain that to mm-hmm. me because I was looking at some of these Gaga things and I'm like, there's no way they made these in right. the workroom. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. So when you get on the show, um, you are given a list of uh, challenges and potential challenges. So you okay. know, like, come with a Lady Gaga outfit, come with this, okay. come with that. So, but what I will say is that unlike some of the other first episodes, this is one day they had to do their entrance look their hometown look and their Gaga look all in one day. So that's why, like, for Nina, that was a big challenge because mm-hmm. she had to go from, like, like she had, like, you know, like, black contour on her face to peach then to this look. Well, I think that's why she put something else on her face for yes. her Gaga look. Yeah. I was like, oh, smart. that's so a practical smart. move. Do you want to – what about some of the other Gaga looks? Because, like, the thing I didn't like about this challenge was – there were some standouts, but all in all, I felt like looking at each one, I was like, oh, you're missing like this one little thing. Like, like f- who? Okay. So like going down the line, like the first one that I see is like Eureka's like in the telephone video. The coolest thing about the telephone video are the cigarette S- sunglasses. sunglasses. Yes. Oh my God. Didn't click like, me until just now. Like, <laughs> why did you not do that? Or with um, Trinity and with Sasha's look, Trinity is supposed to have like blood on her neck and Sasha has like paint. 
use fake blood or or yeah. paint like using that like matte you know fucking mm-hmm. makeup forever or you know Sephora quality stuff isn't gonna have that same effect and I don't know I feel like everyone is like a hair off. I, that's why I was really glad that they read Peppermint for the hoop earrings yeah. that mm, she yes. added to the look because she's hundred percent right. Like that's nothing that she would have worn. It's nothing that he would have worn. Like it was so not in keeping with the spirit of that look. I wonder if a theme on this season will be pushing the queens to like achieve higher and more throughout. Like mm-hmm. like mm. whatever would have flown on previous seasons is not going to fly this season, and yeah. you have to really right. really step it up. Well, they set so. the bar. They set the bar so so high with All Stars too, in my opinion. I mean, that was Greatest probably of all time. The, yeah, like that was the Every strongest episode. strongest of everything. Strongest comedy. Strongest lip syncing strongest drag you know what i mean like this season is really coming on the heels of some fantastically sublime television and they obviously probably didn't know that at the time but i think they need to definitely push them eleanor for sure i am very curious to know from all of you what you think of the way that this episode ended Mm. which was the huge reveal that a well, I guess it wasn't a reveal at the end that nobody was going home this episode. Mm-hmm. But B, there's a 14th queen. Who is it going to be? There's no one, in my opinion, who I sort of like ran through the Rolodex of queens in my mind who fits sort of the look of that girl that we saw walking up. That would actually excite me to return, frankly. Like I was trying mm. to think about who are people who like fit that proportion that could come back that aren't being you know super active on social media right now. And who haven't we heard from in a while? Yeah, exactly. And I just really, there was no one like I landed on that I was excited about. But then again, I never get excited for the Queen's Rue brings back, if I'm being honest. I mean, fair. They lost, they lost for a reason. That's right. true. Nasha Lopez. Mm. Okay, so we've all heard, obviously, the rumors that it's Cynthia yes, Lee Fontaine right. from season eight. Um, but who do you all wish it was going to be? Oh, gosh. Chi Chi. I. So oh yes! Want I it to Chi-Chi. be Chi Chi because I was so I was like turned off by her during like the first first part of her season, but I came to love her country ass so mm-hmm. much yes. and her Duct determination. And yes, and her just ability to succeed. Uh, I love her, and I really hope that she came back. I was devastated when she didn't make it. That she would have been great. She grew so much during her season. It would be amazing to see where she is now, like artistry wise. Yeah, mm. I I've heard the rumors too that it's going to be Cynthia. And if it wasn't who I would wish, I would actually wish for either April Carrion or Gia Gunn. <gasps> Gia, Gia Gunn! Oh, Justice for Gia? Oh my god! Absolutely. <laughs> like, I like I like all the ones that everyone hates. Like, okay, <laughs> no, but I love that about you. Just just to say, like, if we can speak of my credibility, I thought season five, Jinx was going to go home first, and Serena Chacho was going to win. Wow. So I'm <laughs> I'm not an expert by any means, but what I will say about Gia is that like, Gia, I don't know if you guys have ever seen her live, but she does this, you know, because she's like a trained kabuki dancer. She right. does these incredible Japanese performances, and I feel that like. So often, a lot of these really cool talents and things about the queens we never get to see Mm -hmm. because we only see, like, this is the comedy challenge, that's the sewing challenge. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. I saw Gia at Divas of Dragon Detroit, I think, and it, I, mind blowing. And, and also, like, 
I don't know. I, I felt like she should have lasted longer. And I'm going to catch Gia next time she's in town. Yes. You've sold, you've sold me. I want to I yes. see her dance. We're going to go together. Okay, good. <laughs> but it would be nice. I agree with you because I feel like there's so many talents. And one of the things I loved about All Stars 2 was mm. they had that talent show yep. where basically, I mean, we would have never seen Roxy do burlesque otherwise. We would have mm-hmm. never heard oh Tatiana God. do spoken word poetry. Oh, you know? my yes. God. We'll, we'll like, cut in a clip here because we should relive that moment. Yes. Uh, I'm like hearing the it in my head. same parts. <laughs> People at the party. <laughs> Dude's looking at me like they want to get in my pants. Come on, bitch. See me with them hands. See me with them hands. His back on the wall. My ass on his hump. Granted for a second. I mean, although we had to suffer through Coco's weird mm. ghost bands. Okay. You know, I will say with Coco's thing, a rumor I heard was that Coco was going to do this whole huge Janet Jackson production and they couldn't get the rights. <gasps> I, heard that oh. I heard that too. So it's like, <laughs> I love Coco. Right, well, I, I loved Coco and I wanted her to go further because in terms of just I don't want to shade All Stars, but that was a real white season, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. She needed to. I don't know. I felt. Mm. You know the two that I would I I would want to see more from um, are Jaden Dior Fierce, yes, who <laughs> was so funny, and Max because oh, I oh, love wow. the Artie Queens. Uh, I I have yeah, a really soft yeah. like I'm rooting for Sasha Velour this season oh. cuz I love the the art people. The milk of the season. The milk of I loved milk too. I just like yeah. the people who sort of fuck with the idea of what drag is and mm-hmm. should be who kind of like um are like the risk takers and the rebels. I just I I always want to see what they do. So far. They're just the most interesting. Mm-hmm. They're because, so interesting. Because you know like looking at Milk's work like Milk can paint and be stunning like beauty queen Mm -hmm. but milk just like fucks with it and it's incredible Mm -hmm. and i feel i will say this and i know it's a long tirade oh Uh, let's hear it let's okay so when when i saw sasha was announced and i don't know like if you live in new york go and see sasha's show nightgowns at bazaar in brooklyn she does these incredible like video projections lip sync performances which i hated because when I was in school, I did it, and now I can never do it as a drag queen. But anyway, but you buried the lead a little bit here, by the way, yeah. Zachary. Yeah. The fact that you're you do per- drag, you're a performer, you're a drag queen, or do you identify? I will that? say, um, maybe not a queen, a drag princess. Okay. Like, mm. like she's she's cute. She's okay. <laughs> she's done some gigs, but she's um, no James Mansfield. <laughs> she's no James Mansfield. But you have a level of yeah. cred and insight into this that yeah. the rest yeah. of us do. Yeah, I, I did it I did it a lot more in Detroit and a little bit here in New York, but you know, it's pretty difficult with um in Detroit you can have a car and you can mm-hmm. paint yourself and then safely get in that car and drive to the venue. But here it's like you gotta just schlep everything around on the subway. That is such a good point. It's hot. <laughs> I melt. Like um but what I will say about Sasha, and I'm gonna try to keep it very brief. But I remember watching a documentary about this one campy variety East Village show in the the early 80s. And people were talking about, oh, you know, everyone who would go to this camp show would do funny lip sync numbers with like inflatable guitars and like get naked. And it was just silly and stupid and fun. But there was one performer that everyone would like 
everyone would go silent for, and it was Klaus Nomi. Mm. Because it was like Klaus was so weird looking and so different, but like Klaus's voice would like, you know, envelop the room. I feel looking at Sasha Velour, she is like our generation's Klaus Nomi. Oh my wow. goodness. Okay. She, oh my god. She is my pick to win. I she has her own magazine. What? She is hyper intelligent. I I could go on and on about her. I think she's going to win. Eleanor, when you sort of look at the girls, I know it's early right now, but who is your pick to take home the crown at the end of the season? Because I love the arty queens, I really want Sasha Velour to win as well. I agree with Zachary. I think she's going to go far, but someone who I see a lot of potential in is Alexis Michelle. I don't know if she's going to win it all, but she's, interesting. she's sort of setting herself up as a person of many talents. Mm-hmm. I think only one of which we've seen, which is that she can make an amazing dress and wear it well. She has a lot of room to grow. I don't know if she'll win it all, but I think she'll go far. Wise and if she's too. a Broadway queen, if she, you know, if she has the singing, dancing, acting chops, that means that she's ready for all the challenges. I am, I'm, I'm interested to see what she'll do. If not winning it all. Maybe top three. Okay. Hayes, what about you? So this goes back to my earlier point about not be... So when I look at the queens, I'm not exactly like sure looking at them based purely on the talent that we've seen outright, who I think has the talent to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as who I want to win at this point, I I think that I might be Team Baby Valentina somehow. Yeah. Uh, this is surprising to me, but, for that. but I'm searching my feelings and I think this is true. I think that Valentina is going to be the one to really just like blow them all away. I I would love to see a top three showdown between Valentina, Sasha, and Trinity Taylor, who is getting a strong villain edit this time around. Yes, body like, girl, body you, girl. Like, no, I, I <laughs> Zachary, Zachary is leading so far. I be, practically not, I, I out of the out, studio. I will point out, not because I'm a fan of Trinity K, Trinity Taylor, like, at all, really. I I don't think she's I don't think she has the range, darling, but I, I do think that I can see her going far and being set up as an ultimate villain. Uh it's gonna be her or Eureka who gets that villain third time. Oh my god. If Trinity's this... gonna win, she's gotta get that astigmatism fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the face crack on Trinity when Kamora walked in the room was pretty Ooh, fantastic. You're not the only body girl. And yeah. you know what? They have set up uh, tension between her and Kimora over being the body girl and her and Eureka over mm-hmm. the pageant yes. showdown. Shades of Alyssa and True. Coco. Exactly. Yeah, that's why, top five, that's why I see her being up there. Yeah. Jared, what yeah. about you? Well, I, you know, I'm kind of with Hayes. Like, I think there's something really interesting narratively about having Valentina do super well. You know, we've seen she's got skills. We've seen she can pull out a look. But I'm actually curious, you know, Zachary, I obviously... Mm-hmm. You don't speak for, you know, everyone who does drag. But I'm curious mm-hmm. from your perspective, wh- how do you think it would be interpreted by people like mm-hmm. a Charlie or a Peppermint who've been doing this for a long time to have somebody who's do- been doing it for 10 months win this ultimate drag competition? I mean, look what hap- Look how people reacted to Shangela when Shangela came back and she was she had only been doing drag for like, I think, two years at the time of season two or maybe less. And then came back for season three and, I mean, people were threatened. People would, people kept ragging on her during the season. But at the end of the day, Shangela is still one of the most booked Drag Race hosts, mm-hmm. one of the most booked Drag Race performers. We all say her catchphrases all the time. We still hallelujah 
<laughs> and everyone loves her now. But at the time, a lot of the other contestants attacked her. What I will say about Valentina is like, we've had a lot of representation for queens from Puerto Rico. Um, sadly, a lot like they did not go as far as they should have. Um, but I'm really interested to see like Valentina because she's, I think, the first contestant of like Mexican descent. Besides James, James mentioned she was like Tejano. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love Valentina's look. She came out, and I was worried that she was going to be rude and a total bitch. But she's, she's like wide eyed, which I love. She she's looks, like, she's, she's a young ingenue. She is um, a young ingenue. She but, looks like a Latina Margaret Keene painting with like those big eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I'm that. obsessed That's with her. But, but my question is. Mm-hmm. Is she going to have an Alaska moment where she just fucking breaks down? Oh. I would love that though, right? I w- because she is so telenovela that, like, oh, I, I would actually, I would live for it. Oh, what right. about Shea Coulee? Uh, no, that, oh. That, oh. that's really a, that's a no for me, dog. No. I do not believe in her. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I'm sorry, Shay. I, I, I just something about the her makeup just mm. threw me in the first. Uh, I, I agreed with Gaga's comment so much. It was overdone with the eyes. It was just yeah. too much. And unless she steps it up in the next couple episodes, I see her being like one of the first five to go. Oh. Okay, interesting. I mean, I, I for me, like when I when I was prepping for this, like I broke everyone down into love, hate, and undecided. And mm-hmm. I actually put Shay in my love column. But you know, it's mm-hmm. like we were saying. The whole time it's so hard with these first episodes like valentina literally could only have three looks in her bag of tricks you know Mm. like she may not have the range she may not be able to roll with the punches you know so i think look what happened with the door a door ran out of clothes (laughs) i mean literally she did not have a waist cincher for a minute i am Um, so excited about this season Yes. I am so excited. excited. I'm just excited it's back. I think mm-hmm. anytime Drag Race is on, my world is a happier place. Same. Um, well, let me ask you guys this in closing. Uh, what, I mean, Zachary, I'll start with you. Yeah. What is it about RuPaul's Drag Race that you love? The thing I love about Drag Race is that it it has pushed drag so far in a direction. I know that some people within the community are saying that, you know, you're only considered a drag queen if you've been on, been on Drag Race. They only know drag through Drag Race, et cetera, et cetera. But this has pushed the community so far. The makeup has gotten better. The performances have gotten better. It's created so much revenue for like bars. Bars are booking more drag queens. Drag has always been an important part of the gay community since day one. These are the these are drag queens are the ones who raised money during the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. when no one else would pay for mm-hmm. like funerals. They're mm-hmm. the ones who raise money. This is so important, and I mean, it's inspirational. I love it, and I cannot wait for season twenty-five. Yes, so. <laughs> absolutely. Hayes, as the newcomer, uh, what do you love about the show? I love that it is pure entertainment. Oh my god, it's one of the best produced reality shows on television, and uh, the fact that they managed to not only keep it not boring, but I. I I come from a television family, to be honest, and I, I love watching for, like, the tricks that producers try to pull on reality stars. I love watching the talking heads and trying to figure out what question was just asked mm-hmm. there. Yep. And yes. With, and with Drag Race, it's, it's such a fun game with them to try and figure out, okay, what shade is real, what shade is staged, and it, it doesn't matter because it's still it's just a great product, and I love this show so much for it. 
My answer builds off of what Hayes is saying, and that is that I love the acknowledgement of artifice on the show because it Mm -hmm. plays into the larger idea that drag is itself uh, a play with illusion. It's a play with gender. It's a play with presentation. Uh, It is a choice how we present ourselves to the world, and putting on clothes is choosing a different identity. And this is uh, basically the medium is the message. Like, this reality Mm -hmm. show is... Uh, artificial sometimes you know you can in earlier seasons you can hear the like bad audio editing but I love it because it only goes to show us like how much of the world is an illusion and how powerful that idea can be and that's also what's really powerful about drag I love it's so true as a hero once said we're all born naked and the rest is drag (laughs) Yes. yes I think with that, it's safe to say the library is closed. Till next time, where do I where do I drop my return books? <laughs> <laughs> There's just a slot over there, sweetie. Okay, you good. can find it on the way out. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>